Everybody, let's rock and roll. All right, let's do it. Welcome, 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 everybody. <laughs> welcome to episode number 338 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Jared Lozier, and over the next 45 minutes, me, Marcus Seiler, all pumped up. I love it. Alfredo, Matthew Necci, J Mac, Annie Nakamura, Ms. Jenny Housley. Age 10 sale carry, and the entire Simply Cyber community, which I might add, has crested over 500 squad members. I was notified by YouTube this morning, so much love. Thank you so much, squad members. Also, thank you very much to Barricade Cyber Solutions, who's squarely responsible for many, many of you, uh, your squad memberships. So thank you. Be, be sure to use that squad emote for Barricade Cyber. Let me drop one right now. Thank you very much. Barricade squad, uh, barricade squad, barricade cyber. So over the next 45 minutes, we're going to be tearing through the top cyber news stories of the day, and I'll be giving my opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on um, what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break in the industry, you're going to get value from the stream. I guarantee you. I promise you. I'm looking a little. I'm a look. I'm looking a little more weekend than I am looking a little more hump day, but there's reasons for that. And I'll get into that during jaw jacking if there's time. Guys, we got a great show for you. I'm super pumped. Before we get into it, I do want to shout out and throw some love to the stream sponsors who make it so I can present every single day and not sweat about what's going on. Starting with a good friend, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Eric Taylor, Casually Joseph, the entire gang over at Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Call them, call them left of boom. You'll definitely call them right of boom, but call them left of boom. You'll be happy you did. Here is the calendar right here on barricadecyber.com. This is Eric Taylor's calendar. You can get on it today. Have a meeting with him. Thank him for the squad support. But more importantly, have him explain what needs to be done and how Barricade Cyber can help your business recover from awful, awful cyber incidents. All right. Also want to throw some love to my Group XM Cyber, listen guys, really quickly, everybody here that's working at a business, whether you're the CISO or you're an analyst, the business has misconfigurations, vulnerabilities, mismanaged creds, exposures across the cloud, on-prem, and you can't see them all, which really, really is frustrating. Yeah, you can run a vulnerability scanner, but you don't know exactly all the problems. That's the best part about what XM Cyber is bringing to the market. They help address hybrid cloud exposure. So instead of looking at these things in silos and being like, oh, they actually can look at all of these things and then uh, combine them into a visual attack graph, which is very cool. It's like dark mode with like red hexagons and stuff like that. And essentially you can see hidden attack paths, security control gaps across your cloud and on-prem, how a threat actor could pivot from, you know, initial compromise laterally into your environment and worm his way or her way into those crown jewels, right? You'll be able to pinpoint and prioritize the key issues, the key choke points where your crown jewels are and how they would get there and actually do cyber risk reduction in a meaningful way instead of becoming apathetic 
with vulnerability management because you're just like, I give up. There's no point in it. Let's just, you know, <laughs> let's just see what happens. All right. Check out XM Cyber and see how they can help you understand and see your exposure management and the attack paths of threat actors. XMCyber.com. Links in the description below to get a demo of their platform. It is Worldwide Wednesday, which I'm super pumped about. Before we go around the world, guys, if you are live, thank you so much. I see 110 of us right now, and the number is clicking up. Um, want to give a shout out. I, I can't say the names of the companies because I didn't qualify it, but I will say that I got contacted by some individuals at a rather large uh, defense contractor yesterday who said that they uh, watched the stream together and they shared it internally and those people who shared it internally really enjoyed the show and the community and they shared that internally so we might be able we might be seeing a lot of new members here in chat so if you are here live with us and you are new drop a hashtag team live let us know you're live let the simply cyber community welcome you into the daily thread briefing we do it every single day and it's all about good times if you're watching on replay i see you team replay hashtag team replay in the comments be sure to document that you're here each episode is worth half a cpe so you don't want to miss on that and then finally my dearest dearest favorite uh subset of folks if you are in chat right now and you're a little shy imposter syndrome don't want to say hi maybe don't think you have something to offer don't think that you're part of the cybersecurity community push that push that to the side push all that nervousness to the side put doubt in the locker and tuck it away you are completely welcome here drop a hashtag passive observer start your journey on professional networking excuse me hashtag passive observer and let the um, Simply Cyber community say hi to you. Now, I want to do, um, um, let me see, Jenny Housley, I might need some help <laughs> for the Simply Cyber community challenge today. All right, guys, really quickly, my favorite, favorite part, Anthony Dilka. There we are, my favorite, hashtag, passive observer. And a squad member, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, guys, it is Wednesday, which is Worldwide Wednesday. I'm super excited to it's 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 literally my favorite activity of the week and we have a lot of fun activities, okay? So check it out. Where's my little I have a little uh blurb that I read because hold on one second. Oh my gosh. Listen. Worldwide Wednesday is so popular that ACI Learning has actually sponsored it. Worldwide Wednesday is presented by IT Pro TV, now IT Pro from ACI Learning, the international online training platform that professionals in audit, cybersecurity, and IT turn to for binge-worthy content. Use the promo code SIMPLYCYBER30 to get 30% off your first month or your first year. Or if you are a veteran, don't even use Simply Cyber 30 Use Whatever the veteran code is, I don't know, but I've heard that veterans get 60% off, which is awesome. Way to go, ACI Learning, for giving veterans 60% off. So use my code for 30%, unless you're a veteran, then use that code. It is an affiliate link, so um, Simply Cyber does get a little a little um, fee for, um, you know, if you guys do buy something. So if you do that, appreciate the support genuinely. Thank you very much, ACI Learning. All right, guys, if you're new here, this is what we do. Every Wednesday at this point, I give a shout out to where you at, and then you watch me fumble around on a world map. But the point is, 
we regularly and consistently have representation live in chat from everywhere in the world, and we prove it every single Wednesday while we listen to Daft Punk. So without further ado, let me take a slug of coffee and let's get this party started. All right, let's rock and roll. Where are you at, everybody? Where are you at? Come on at me. Yes. Licked bit scale. Tell me where you're at. Texas is in the house. Carrie bringing the United States online. I love it. I love it. I love it. Santa Clara, Cali. What's up, West Coast? Getting up early for us. Jamaica. Holy crap. Holy crap. Um, okay. Australia. Mods, I need help. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. New Orleans, Chicago. Hey, if I didn't catch you, uh, say it again. Northern Virginia in the house. Brooklyn, Florida, Poland, India. We got India in the house. Poland's in the house. Thank you. Europe is online. Asia is online. Afghanistan. Hey, Abdullah, thank you very much for being here. Uh, coming out of Afghanistan. PA, Jersey Shore, Turkey in the house. What's up, Turkey? Boom. France is in the house. Love me some France. Love it. Africa, South Africa, Nigeria. Dang, son. It's coming in hot and heavy. Canada's in the house. Bringing on the maple leaf. Nice. Hey, France. Pac-Man BP. Caxi Production, I see you in Nigeria. What's up, Quebec? Montana, Big Sky. What's up, Nova Scotia? Love your oysters. Yes, yes, Kansas City in the house. I see you, Nigeria. Buenos Aires, bringing Argentina online. Y'all, we've got the whole world right now. We are smoking it. Damn. Minute and a half, 90 seconds, and we're, we're crushing it. Liechtenstein. That's a tough one. I know where it is, but it's really it's really tough to get it. Uh, Lichtenstein, I know you're right there. Where are you? Oh. All right. Sorry, Lichtenstein. We're going to make you Switzerland today. All right, guys. So check it out. We um, we got over here. Greenland's in the house. Bang. Big, big, big country. Manch Vegas. Chile. Chile's in the house. Then to uh, Diego Del Fuero, myself. All right. Anyone in Antarctica? Guys. Boom, baby, boom. Hey, we straight crushed it, y'all. We straight crushed it. Nice job, everybody. Thanks again to ACI Learning for sponsoring Worldwide Wednesday. Genuinely appreciate you guys bringing the heat. Good grief, we crushed it. All right, way to go, way to go. Yeah, and I, you know, sorry, Lichtenstein. I know it's somewhere in here. It's just, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Um, Big news, I am getting the shed delivered today, so uh, hopefully that doesn't come. They, they couldn't really give me a time. It's like a, <laughs> it's like one of those uh, cable guys. They're like, oh, we'll, pr we'll bring it between like sun up and sun down. Uh, so we'll see what it is. Hold on. I'm going to unplug and just walk over there. I know this is wicked unprofessional, but I just got to look really quickly. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me play some music for you guys. What's this? Text message. Okay, that's not it. One second. Give me a second. Alright, we do not have a shed in the front yard right now. Alright, stay tuned for the uh, stay tuned for the uh, the jaw jacking. I'll have some updates. Real quick, we're also doing a premiere right after this. Ethiopia's online. Yes! Dude, we have uh, uh, some jaw jacking. We've got a premiere at 9 a.m. The biggest mistake people breaking into the industry make that costs them a ton of money. Um, 
we've got obviously the stream itself. I've got a shed coming. I might have uh, some final thoughts on um, a name. My son, Grayson, gave me a name earlier today that I kind of liked, Ethiopia Online. All right, guys, let's get into the news. So much to cover today, so little time. Thank you all. <laughs> the Osher Dome. Hey, thank you all so very much for being here today. Let's get into the news. You guys are wonderful. Let's get smart, and then uh, we'll see you at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Genesis Market Platform seized by police. On Tuesday, an FBI-led operation seized Genesis Market, one of the most significant online platforms where criminals sell stolen credentials along with the tools to weaponize that data. The market has been linked to millions of financially motivated cyber incidents globally from fraud to ransomware attacks. A splash page revealing the takedown, titled Operation Cookie Monster, has replaced login pages on Genesis Market's website on both the dark and regular web. It is believed that a large number of arrests related to the crackdown are being carried out globally. All right. Roar. By the way, got got my uh, stream deck back up and running with um, with uh, Spotify, so now I can make smoother things. Hey, thank you for all the content. What do you think I should do first? Get my sec plus or build my skills? I'm going to take A plus next week. Thank you for the super chat, Adderley. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I think you should do both, get skills and sec plus. The sec plus is definitely gonna unlock uh, some job openings for you and give you kind of a, a baseline exposure. So I would focus on that. Guys, check it out. Yes, okay, so Genesis Marketplace. Um, I hadn't. I wasn't really familiar with it, but obviously one of the largest cyber criminal underground marketplaces to buy bots, to buy creds and stuff like that. Way to go. Way to go. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Net Plus, but I wouldn't get the Net Plus. I would just study the Net Plus. Um, the Sec Plus I would actually spend and get. So listen, Genesis Marketplace going down. Love it, love it, love it. Here's my thoughts on this one. When With Genesis Marketplace going down, yes, obviously the, it disrupts criminal operations. And yes, other criminals' uh, operations will stand up in its wake. Like Anytime there's like a void in the market for something like this, Another group is going to stand one up in no short uh, amount of time, in, in no short order, and get it back up and running. But here's the best part, dude: if you regularly go to Genesis Marketplace, or even if you just dabble and go there, and you log in and you see this sign, dude, you're 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 uh, <laughs> you're going to be puckering because. You know now that you've done business on this marketplace or your your information is there. You may not you may be like, "Oh, I used a Tor browser and I I used a privacy browser and or I you know, I I used Tor and then I was using Brave to get in there or well actually, I think you used Tor browser to get in there, but I was using VPNs, I was jumping around all these things, but at the end of the day, if you were buying something, you were probably using either crypto wallets which can be tied through the blockchain to find you. Uh, retracers in the dark by Andy Samberg. Um, it could be, I mean, is it Andy Samberg or Andy Greenberg? Oh my God. Anyways, so, or maybe you were using credit card. I don't know. But the thing is, if you see this, you know that you are potentially in trouble. Not just that, but based on experience that I have seen in the past, not firsthand, but from reading about accounts, when the FBI or Europol takes down Genesis, it isn't like they found the Genesis marketplace and then kicked in the door and was like, police open up. Like 
they definitely were profiling, figuring out who the key players were. Potentially, they took it over and continued to run it for a period of time, collecting more information on the criminal you know, workings and key players. So, you, Andy Greenberg, thank you, BSEC. So, yeah. So, here's the thing. I love this. I love it for so many reasons. Dude, FBI with the takedown of Emotet, the takedown of, um, oh my God, Silk Road back in the day. Genesis, like I want... I want cyber criminals to be looking over their shoulder. I want them to feel uncomfortable engaging in this enterprise. Now, the top 10% of cyber criminals, they're going to keep doing it, okay? Like, that's their business, okay? So that's not going to do that. But there's a large swath of people who are, like, dabbling or on the fence or, you know, kind of, you know, cyber criminal curious or whatever. This type of activity deters them. So it's going to make an impact. I love it. Uh, finally, you know, some good news for the good for the good guys, for the good people. Shock is now the fastest ransomware encryptor. Researchers from Checkpoint detected a new ransomware strain dubbed Rorschach that does not appear to be affiliated with any known ransomware groups. After conducting five separate local drive encryption tests, researchers concluded that, quote, we have a new speed demon in town. End quote. Rorschach's average approximate encryption time was four and a half minutes compared to the seven-minute average encryption speed of Lockbit version 3. Rorschach was able to achieve its high speeds by adjusting the number of encryption threads via the command line arguments. Also notable is that Rorschach is highly customizable, has self-replicating capabilities from domain controllers, can leverage direct syscalls, and is able to clear system logs. Well, yeah, okay. So... All right, so this is interesting. Um, the key takeaway here is that there's another new ransomware that moves faster than any other ransomware right now. And with the average ransomware taking seven minutes um, and going down to four minutes, I mean, at seven minutes, unless you have trained and responded to these things, you're losing your mind anyway. So it's, I, you know, yes, it's faster, but I don't think it's necessarily like going from two hours down to four minutes, right? So it is a 50% decrease in time, roughly, but to me, it's all relative. Um, the speed is interesting, but not the key takeaway. Um, what is interesting is that it's able to kind of manipulate itself for different situations and that it could self-replicate across a DC. Uh, that's concerning. If, uh, you know, it, it says it can delete logs, but I mean, again, it's ransomware. It's going to tell you it's there, right? It, hiding itself isn't a big deal because it doesn't want to be hidden. It wants to be very overt. It wants you to find the ransom note. Um, so that's interesting. It says spreading via commercial product, although I don't see in the story or hear it in the audio uh, what product it is. So, you know, you can't really nerf that product or be mindful of it if you can, uh, if you have it in your environment. Yeah. So anyways, I, I guess just be mindful of this. Unfortunately, hopefully you're not hit by this. Ransomware is going to ransomware, guys. So it's all about, um, you know, best practices, cyber resiliency. I say this all the time, guys. Like ransomware is is the perfect case study of like why you need defense in depth and why you need cyber resiliency and why you need um, not just attack, like attack path management type stuff, but like 
Like you want the ransomware not to be able to spread very far, very fast. You want to have the ransomware impact not be as strong so you can recover faster. So like you have, you know, on-prem, like, what is it, Veeam? I think Veeam is a product that allows you to like recover very quickly into hypervisor environments and stuff like that. So solving ransomware isn't a single check. You know, you don't stroke a single check unless you're paying the ransom, LOL, okay. You don't you don't solve you don't defend from ransomware with a single check. It it has it has to be integrated into like the culture of your business on best practices. You got to be careful, of Carl. You got to do identity and access management, privileged access management, network segmentation. You've got to have backups recovery. There's a reason that ransomware is so wildly popular is because a lot of businesses don't do that, and it it pays and it's very lucrative, which is why there's been an uptick in activity. Um, the fact that this um, spreads faster. You know, it's surprising when they said, when they said uh, it spreads faster, I thought they were going to be like, oh, and it's written in Rust or it's written in Go. Cause like, that's such a, like the token go-to for like mount ransomware spreading quickly, but not, not in this case. Um, so whatever, threat actor is going to threat act. Tax return software cut serving malware. Efile.com, an IRS-authorized online tax filing service, has been observed serving up malicious JavaScript files on its site just in time for the tax season. Yep. The malicious file in question is called popper.js, which serves up an error stating this site cannot be reached and contains a link which downloads a Windows-based Trojan. On March 17th, a Reddit thread surfaced speculating that Efile.com's site had indeed been hacked because of an SSL error on the site. The malware was confirmed active on efile.com until at least this past Saturday, but has been removed from the site as of Tuesday. All right. So, yeah, no, B-Sec's right. Like, yeah, if your backups are accessible to the ransomware, obviously they get ransomware too. But um, I, the Veeam is fast on uh, recovering. Okay, so guys, um, it's tax season in the United States, which, you know, means that threat actors are going to get all up into, like, you know, identity theft, fake filing, text messages telling you that it's the IRS and that you need to <laughs> you need to buy a five hundred dollar Best Buy gift card uh, or face going to jail for tax evasion. Like all these different uh, techniques. So be mindful as you're educating your end user audience um, around tax related scams. It, it happens every April, basically. Um, the efile.com website. Um, you know, this is the. This is not a um, isolated type incident. Basically, the web server gets compromised. Now, this particular one, the threat actor is targeted, obviously, because it's going to have an uptick in activity. But if you could get this JavaScript malware on any website, right? You get it on, I mean, not Google, but you get it on um, whatever, any website, Amazon.com, right? Or simply cyber.io. You want something that has a lot of traffic on it. And basically, you can see here, um, it's just a piece of JavaScript, JS Popper. And it doesn't change the website itself, right? So the website's still doing the website thing. And when it loads the website, it'll execute this piece of JavaScript, right? So that's all they've done. They've added a piece of JavaScript, and then they have the main website called the JavaScript. That's, that's the hack. Well, what it is, is it pops up and tells you that there's a problem and that you need to do something. Anyone that has gotten, uh, gone on a website and gotten a pop-up that says like, oh, your computer's infected, call this 800 number to get it, you know, disinfected. Or like, Microsoft knows what you're doing, call us, right? Like, these are all like kind of JavaScript uh, infections. And by the way, typically it's not 
that website isn't hacked in the in the call center scam thing. That's usually like mal malware through advertising. Malvertising is a term. Google it. Malvertising. That's what I'm talking about. This is a little different, but the point is. Uh, anyone that gets that pop-up, if they believe it, they click through and then they install malware and then, you know, the initial infections occurred and then the threat actors can begin the kill chain where they've got initial infection. They can, you know, start expanding, um, establish persistence, identify what they have, download bigger payloads, yada, yada, yada. So be mindful of this. Now, they said in the story that this has been remediated. So... You know, users should not be seeing this now, but it is a good opportunity to remind end users about tax season scams and about pop-ups on websites and to be mindful of them, okay? Do not show your end user JavaScript code that's obfuscated. Do not send them this and, and be like, hey, careful, careful, you know, Carol in marketing. The popper JavaScript files here. Look at this obfuscated eval ATOB. Oh, you got to be careful with this. Like, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So be mindful um, about that. Okay, Nate Wiseman with the gifted sub. Who's the lucky winner? What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Cyber Ninja. Welcome to the squad, Cyber Ninja. Yeah, Carl and Sales. You got to be careful of Carl and Sales, too. Oh. Ransomware exploits Veritas backup exec bugs. An Elf V slash Black Cat ransomware affiliate was observed exploiting three vulnerabilities impacting the Veritas backup product for initial access to target networks. Nice. Alex Goodwin with Bandian the detailed the high severity sub. Veritas flaws they first observed being exploited in the wild back in October. The researchers say there are still more than 8,500 IP addresses still advertising the Symantec Veritas backup exec and DMP service on the public web. All right. So you know, interesting. Um, so there's a lot of ways that ransomware can get in your environment. You can buy initial access, you can trick an end user through social engineering, or, you know, you can do technical exploitation. And I feel like technical exploitation used to be like the rage. It used to be the jam back in the day. But with end users, cool. dude, I'm going to run this Carl button out. It's going to be all like worn out. You won't even see Carl's face. With end users nowadays falling for everything and zero trust architecture not being implemented correctly, um, it's way easier to social engineer. But Black Hat, Black Hat, Alf V ransomware going YOLO, going going old school here. They must they must love the '90s um, and doing technical exploitation. So basically, if you're running Veritas uh, as your backup solution and it's internet facing, you may be at risk of being exploited. Alfie Black Cat, who is a tier one ransomware threat actor, who I haven't heard in a while. They are famously the ones who, under a different name, were the ones that did the Colonial Pipeline attack. So Google that. That was a major uh, ransomware attack. They were called Darkside then. They've rebranded. Alfie hasn't been in the news for a while that I haven't heard. Eric Taylor in chat might be able to, uh, or Casually Joseph might be able to uh, dispute that, but I haven't heard them in a while. Like Lockbit, Vice. Royal, like there's been other ones that have been like kind of hogging the limelight, but here they are. So you can use a tool like Shodan, guys, to quickly find these vulnerable. Yeah, see, dark side right here. Um, to find these vulnerable um, pieces of technology. And then, dude, once you find them, you just punch a hole in it and dump your payloads. So if you are running Veritas, 
be mindful because a tier one threat actor is actively exploiting and dumping malware or dumping ransomware on these victims. So I would definitely take this as a um, as a to do as an action item. And uh, if IT pushes back, I might show them this article and tell them we really need to prioritize um, that. Okay, so be mindful. And if you cannot, for whatever reason, if you cannot patch your Veritas instance, you may want to make it not internet facing for a hot minute until you can get that sorted out or have another backup solution because spoiler alert, you're going to get punched in the mouth pretty soon. You might want to have barricade cyber solutions on standby. <laughs> uh, just saying. All right, let's do the mid-roll. And now a word from our sponsor, Normalize. Normalize is a cloud data security platform that continuously discovers sensitive data and their access paths across your cloud environments. Normalize provides the ability to analyze, prioritize, and respond to data threats to prevent damaging data breaches. Their cloud-native platform manages data security posture and compliance by automatically tracking risks to sensitive data, visually showing teams who can access what, and quickly block unauthorized access or vulnerable points of attack. Discover, visualize, and secure your cloud data in minutes with Normalize Freemium. Go to normalize.ai, that's N-O-R-M-A-L-Y-Z-E dot A-I to learn more. Oh, nice. Hold on one second. I think Brandon Poole, I think Brandon Poole's in chat coming in from LinkedIn, who is um, of Panopsi, who we're about to talk about in a second here, and also a very well-versed um, InfoSec professional and, and really up-to-date on current state of things. He says, specific to volume, they were second and only behind Lockbit, according to the FBI. So, yeah, Alfie doing it, just not getting as much uh, love on the uh, public services. So, guys, it's the mid-roll, and every day on the mid-roll, I take a hot minute. I want to share some things with you. I want to thank you. First of all, I want to thank you. We have 214 people live in chat right now, hundreds more on replay, I'm sure. Um, thank you all for being here. Do a hot uh, favor and hit that like button. It helps YouTube tell other cybersecurity professionals what we're doing in here, and it goes a long way. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you, Barricade Cyber Solutions and XM Cyber for your support. And thank you, Panopsi Security and Brandon Poole, not just for dropping knowledge in chat, but also for bringing quantified risk assessment services to business. Guys, really quickly, if you are a business and you're planning out your three-year roadmap or you're just like, you know, guessing what you're doing. You're, you're just like buying random products and you really don't know if it's reducing risk or if it just looks good on your um, your progress report. Go get a quantified risk assessment. Contact Panopsi, Brandon Poole. What a quantified risk assessment is, they come in, they look at your enterprise, they look at your people, they look at your process, they look at your technology stack, they look at your industry, they look at the threat models affecting your industry, they look at your control structures. Then using evidence and statistics, they map out what your current risk posture is to certain threats and what investments would do to those statistical. And what does that mean? Okay, so you do a quantified risk assessment. Brandon can come in and say, hey, based on everything that I'm seeing, which you can um, objectively defend, you have a 27 to 32% chance of being attacked by ransomware this year, which is a little bit higher than others in your industry. Now, if you implement PAM or you implement MDM, which will cost $60,000 or $20,000 respectively, 
either one is going to reduce your risk exposure by 8%. So would you like to do that? Is it worth eight grand to go down to 24%, um, excuse me, 16 to 24% risk exposure of a ransomware? You tell me, right? Average ransomware is $170,000. For eight grand, you can get in front of it. You tell me. This is what quantified risk assessment is. Holla, holla, holla at Panopsi. Thanks for the continued support. Guys, I want to thank all of you very much for uh, doing the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Um, Jenny Hauser, you're going to have to remind me. I'm all sorts of out of sorts on who currently holds the baton. Um, I, 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 I forgot. I'm sorry. But whoever's holding the baton right now, they did the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. I literally read it yesterday. Tag someone in chat. Whoever gets tagged with the Simply Cyber Community Challenge, go on LinkedIn, post your why. Post what it is about cybersecurity you're trying to do, what you've done, what you're looking for, and use the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Nate Weissen, thank you very much, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Nate Weissen, tag someone in chat, please. Haircut Fish, Dan Reardon is the man. All right, guys, thank you all so very much. Dan Reardon, Haircut Fish, go in, share your why. Connect with Dan, right? If you're not connected with Dan, connect with him. Connect with everybody in the comments. Simply Cyber could disappear tomorrow. I want you to build your own network. It is so vitally important and valuable to have your own professional network. Build it. Use the Simply Cyber Community Challenge to start that. If you're a passive observer, lean into it, man, and, and, and get going. Gifted subs coming at you. Stone Arrow. All right. Thank you all so very much. Genuinely appreciate all of you. We did Worldwide Wednesday earlier, so we don't have a mid-roll thing, but we uh, we straight crushed it. And I love it, love it, love it. We got 30 seconds till the song ends, so I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee. Oh, hey, check it out. Here's uh, some news. Later today, later today, our own Alana Boyzian We'll be uh, on InfoSec Live talking about the GRC experience. Let me go ahead and drop a link in chat. If you guys, Alana's been a longtime member of the Simply Cyber community. She's a wonderful person. Go ahead, click that link, bookmark it. It'll be live at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I definitely will put that on my, unless I'm having a shed delivered. Yeah, that's right, Alana. So get on it, guys. All right, let's get back to the news. Canadian Privacy Commissioner launches ChatGPT investigation. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada, or OPC, has launched an investigation into OpenAI's ChatGPT chatbot. The OPC said Tuesday that the case was launched in response to, quote, a complaint alleging the collection, use, and disclosure of personal information without consent. The speed at which it's moving is outpacing our ability to make sense of it or knowing what risk it poses, end quote. This investigation follows a series of ChatGPT crackdowns, including China and Italy recently blocking its use. All right, hold on. What? Twitter. I'm confused. Like, what is it doing? Um... I mean, I get that there's a push to, like, put a pause on AI development, but alleging the collection, use, and disclosure of personal information without consent. Dude, ChatGPT doesn't solicit you for information as far as I know. You submit it, isn't it? 
to me, it's like, isn't it implicit? Like if I'm, if I run up, if I run up to Kimberly can fix it. And I'm like, Kimberly, my home address is blah, 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 blah. What? Then I can like, like I can sue her for having my personal information without consent. This is stupid. Like to me, this just seems like a silly, like, like, like everybody, like, like this seems like a, a move in order to help strengthen the argument that they want to put a pause on AI development. And I get it, dude. I, I think the six month pause is a great idea. I think humans are <laughs> a little bit slower than AI. And we really should think about what we're doing deliberately instead of just going YOLO and, and letting AI, you know, upgrade itself. Right. So be mindful of that. To me, this is, um, who knows? I, I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just a one person, right. With, uh, with my own thoughts, I'm going to do a little tinfoil hat, but like, to me, this is, um, this is stupid. The algorithm opens platform to manipulation and bot attacks just three days after Twitter. Pub okay. So Dan Retschke says that it's related to one event and it may be that there was a, uh, breach of someone's data. So I put in my home address and then some other user was able to pull it out. Um, but to me, like the cases in response to complaint alleging non-consensual collection, use of personal information, not about a data breach. So, I mean, it might be a separate instance, Dan, uh, but to me, the way this reads, it's not. Quickly released a portion of its source code behind the app's recommendation algorithm, a security researcher found Oh, I'm that sorry. Uh, 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 Jim Wales is right. We just did a chat GPT story and I didn't play Joshua. I, I apologize. That's absolutely unacceptable. Shall we play a game? There we go. Now, hackers could manipulate it to silence specific accounts on the platform. The researcher flagged the issue on GitHub, stating the code, quote, allows for coordinated hurting of account reputation without recourse, end quote. In response, MITRE Corporation assigned common vulnerability and exposure tags, or CVEs, to portions of Twitter's code due to the denial of service or reduction of reputation score imposed on the victim accounts. Elon Musk indicated he anticipated incurring embarrassment as a result of publicly releasing the code, but pledged to quickly fix any bugs identified. Yeah, Elon was worried about being publicly embarrassed because of the release of the source code. Bro, this dude, you're the wealthiest man in the world. You don't get publicly embarrassed, okay? Plus, I mean, you've made some, <laughs> you've made some funny decisions that would be much more um, judge, judgy than... Um, the, the release of Twitter source code. Plus, I feel like, oh, my ear. I feel like the release of the Twitter source code happened before Elon bought it, right? Like, hold on one second. Let's just do a little fact check. Twitter source code leaked. Let's see what the date is on that. Um, March 29th, 2023. No, 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 no. That didn't happen last week. Hold on. It more code was leaked bruh i feel like their source code got leaked a while ago hmm maybe i'm getting it confused with twitch okay i i stand corrected um here's the tldr okay here's the tldr when source code of a platform is leaked like twitch was a long time ago or twitter you know it's the the risk is not that your intellectual property has been uh, publicly released and that someone's going to create a rival Twitter called, you know, 
I, I don't know what, like a chirp chirp, right? Like, oh, like a chirp chirp, get the green, get the green bird or whatever, you know, like, or red bird versus the blue bird, right? Chirp chirp, the hottest new social media trend, a lot like Twitter, but it's called chirp chirp. That doesn't happen. But what you should be mindful is, is when you have source code, you can research it and look for vulnerabilities. This is security research. This is security exploitation. Typically when security researchers are looking for bugs, they don't have the source code. They either have a black box, just the app itself, or a lot of times they'll throw it into something like Ida Pro, which is a disassembler. They'll disassemble it, which isn't a one-to-one -one mapping of the source code. It's pretty good, but it's not one-to-one -one mapping because compilers, and I know I'm getting into computer science and it's getting a little in the weeds here, but compilers will take source code and then optimize it in some capacities for better execution and then render the binary. So when you reverse the binary, it doesn't know where the, the mis, you know, misconfigurations or misoptimizations were. So you don't get one-to-one. -one. When you have the source code, you sure can do that, right? So that's the real risk is that security researchers and threat actors can analyze source code to find bugs. And in this instance, very, very powerful bug of being able to manipulate, uh, suppress certain accounts. I would imagine uh, the opposite of suppress or inflate. Um, ah, okay. And inflate uh, certain accounts, right? So obviously very powerful for misinformation, disinformation campaigns. Um, denial of service attacks effectively. You could, you could message somebody like what's her face. Um, the, the Kardashians and be like, Hey, pay this, pay this, um, pay this, uh, you know, not bounty, but like ransom, like a thousand dollar ransom or uh, 10,000 or whatever, or, or like all your tweets are going to get no, no, um, uh, reach, right. Whatever. Um, really quick, BSEC is sharing that kick.com looks 100% the same uh, as Twitch. So I guess I stand corrected. Apparently, with enough money, enough time, and enough effort, you will, uh, your source code will get out there and, uh, you know, intellectual property, someone will rip it off. The only time that I really see espionage on intellectual property and stuff like that is more like patents and stuff. Uh, allegedly, Rivian, um, if you look at this, Um, uh, right. Allegedly, this is 2000, 2000, uh, December, 2022 Rivian, you know, allegedly had the same battery technology allegedly, uh, you know, maybe procured through espionage. Tesla took him to court, court sided with Tesla. Now Rivian's got to do its own battery research. Uh, which is a huge setback for them financially, right? So this is where like stealing trade secrets and espionage and stuff like that is very, very valuable. Um, I would say with source code, the, the bigger risk is security researchers finding bugs and stuff like that. Alcohol recovery startups shared patient data with advertisers. Oh. Online alcohol recovery startup Momentum, which acquired a similar startup called Tempest in 2022, confirmed a years-long leak of patients' information in a breach notice filed with California's Attorney General last week. Momentum blamed the breach on their use of third-party tracking system developed by ad giants including Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Pinterest. Patient data shared with advertisers includes names, dates of birth, email and postal addresses, phone numbers, insurance info, as well as patient photos. 
Monument's own website says their survey answers are protected and used only by its care team. CEO Mike Russell confirmed that more than 100,000 patients have been affected. All right, hold on a second. Heck? Uh, okay, so I, I lost my mind with like betterhealth.com or whatever, like this telehealth, mental health uh, service, selling people's data. This is in the same vein. This is the same thing. This is freaking disgusting. Are you kidding me? Dude, okay, so alcoholism, drug abuse, gambling, like there are sicknesses that really impact people and destroy lives, frankly. You could lose your children, you could lose your home, you could lose your marriage, you could lose your job. And there's people who, some of them just lean into it and say, well, I guess we're gonna go, I guess we're gonna go and just F it, you know? But there's some people who like recognize that they have a problem and try to get help. And when you go to get that help, the last thing you want is to be exploited, which is what's happening. Guys, okay, here's the thing. What do you think? What, what do you think? What, like, what advertisers do you think would be spending money on people with alcohol abuse issues? Hmm. No, it, 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 it's not the Wall Street Journal. No, it's not Play-Doh. Is it Anheuser-Busch, InBev, Miller Coors, Heineken? Like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? It doesn't say that. But do, obviously, people who are interested in marketing to people with alcohol control problems are going to be businesses that sell alcohol, whether it's bars, restaurants, straight uh, distilleries and breweries and wineries. T to me, like... Uh, maybe big pharma that's selling uh, medicine that can help with alcohol recovery. That would be at least be somewhat righteous. But dude, it, it it's like wh like what are we doing? What are we doing? Are, like is is the uh, like is money? Like I get that the point is to make money, and capitalism is going to be capitalism. But like for the executive that's making the decision to buy the patient uh, to buy the list of people who are vulnerable to exploitation for alcohol um, advertising to compromise their recovery and further ruin their life. But don't worry, because I'm going to be able to buy a sweet golf cart with that uh, bonus check. It's disgusting, man. Like, what are we doing? It's like you're cannibalizing your own people, like your society for the almighty dollar. Yeah, I get it. You know what? A round of golf at Kiowa is pretty sweet. But, like, have some, like, not dignity, but, like, have, like, be a human, man. Have have some, like, uh, like, like, care a little bit. It's just gross, man. Oh. Golly. Hackers can remotely open smart garage doors worldwide. Hackers can abuse a series of security bugs in Wi-Fi-enabled Next garage door openers to take control of the doors and open them at will. The researcher who discovered the bug found a flaw in the smartphone app, which exposes info from devices belonging to other users. Mm -hmm. This info can be utilized to control those garage doors completely remotely from anywhere in the world. The researcher said that Next did not respond to their attempts to responsibly report the vulnerabilities for months. Okay. So this is really, really interesting research and very cool. And it almost seems tepid compared to this disgusting
All right, here's the deal. Yes, wicked sweet. I can start my car from my phone. I can unlock my garage from my phone. I can I can watch on my ring camera as my latchkey children get home from school and I can unlock the door for them. Oh, the beauty of the internet. Okay, that's wicked cool, but like think about it from an architecture perspective, right? And I, I wish I could draw on the screen right now, but like think think about it from an architecture perspective. You're on your phone. Your phone isn't in the peer-to-peer networked connection relationship with your garage or your front door. It's not. It's connected to a cloud server, okay? And that cloud server has access to all the devices in its network. So my front door, my neighbor's front door, BSEC's front door, right? And it's just waiting for commands. My phone probably says, hey, I'm account one, two, three, four, five. Open my door, door number seven, eight, you know, seven, eight, five. Okay, it's coming in from a request. That request is mapped to that door. Unlock the door. That's fine. But if you don't implement security controls, you basically can abuse the application programmer interface. This is API hacking, which by the way, TCM security just released a course. Uh, on API hacking, which I'm personally excited to take. Um, I actually commented on the Monday newsletter at the bottom uh, on on it, but that's aside. This is API hacking, and if you don't do it well, then instead of me saying I'm pay- I'm uh, employee um, I'm customer one two three four unlock my door seven nine five, I can say I'm customer BSEC, I'm customer Kimberly, I'm customer whoever unlock my door. Right. This is going to this could easily lead to burglary, theft. I mean, just anything that you can do from your phone has an API. And if it's not secured properly, that means anyone can do anything from any phone because you don't even need a phone. The phone is just sending an API request to an API endpoint. You can send that from a phone. You could send that from a computer. You could send that from a, a laptop. Right. You could, you know, like. So just the API, like you got to understand API interfaces a little bit to appreciate what is going on in this story. Um, and, you know, Next didn't respond because they don't have a good answer, right? That obviously. And guys, I, the final thing I want to say, you've got to remember, and this is an axiomatic fact, the economics of information security. Next is selling ease and features, right? So, hey, Hey, Jay Smith. Hey, Jess Bishop. Hey, Chinadu. Wouldn't you like the convenience of being able to open your front door and be able to see your kids when they get home from school? No problem. Here's a bunch of solutions. Dude, all the development, all the effort is put into features and functionality, and they want to get first to market, quick to market, right? You don't you don't make money. You don't make revenue if you're still in the R&D phase. You need to get it to market. So if you get it to market and all your focus is on developing features, of course, security is going to suffer. They probably had like one or two developers who like were developing the functionality and trying to implement best practices. And I'm not saying they did this, but I've seen this more times than not. Oh, like no one's going to find our APIs or don't worry. We wrote in-house encryption or in-house crypto, or we check for that. Like, you have to be thorough. You have to you have to understand what API is. You can't just rely on a developer to be focused on development and oh by the way also be a cybersecurity 
minded individual to make sure that their code is secured. Realistically, Next probably should have hired an independent third-party firm to do a pen test on this web app before, I mean, it's not really, I mean, it is a web app in a sense with the APIs, but they should have hired a third-party company to come in and test it. But you know what that costs? That's right, straight cash, homie. And we're not cutting into the budget. We're getting investment dollars. We're getting a market. We're making things. We're moving fast and breaking stuff. Yeah, no kidding. And now I can open, Kimberly can fix its door. So way to go. Uh, this is probably not a good look for them. Uh, unfortunately, this, I mean, fortunately for the company, this is almost a, a weekly occurrence now. So they'll be able to like pivot and have a nice little PR thing and say, oh, don't worry. Like we've, we've reevaluated it and now it's secure or whatever. Um, but whatever, like capital, dude, <laughs> capitalism. I mean, capitalism's fine, but like not at the cost of everything else. And that does it for today's cybersecurity. Headline. And that does it for today's cybersecurity. Six minutes uh, over 845. So apologies to NCC Group and Base Case. Definitely appreciate y'all being here. Let me go ahead and jam out a little music since we've already blown the copyright today by playing Around the World. I'll play some, some of the Midnight. I do love me some Midnight. The Midnight. See my hat? Got the Midnight hat on. All right, guys, got a whole lot to cover in jawjacking. If you were here just for the news, if you were here just for the news, thank you very much, 232 of you. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks so much for taking time and being part of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief. I wish you all the best. If you want to spend a hot minute talking for a second, uh, we can do that. Reminder, Alana Boyajan will be talking GRC later today. I'll drop a link in chat. Definitely go check it out. She's on InfoSec Live, Simon Lidstead's platform quality quality experience up there uh so a couple things one you may have noticed that um the threat intel newsletter email uh was supposed to come out today but it did not arrive um i just want to let you all know that that is coming tomorrow um we've we've been evaluating um like basically the threat intel email is a new addition to the simply cyber community offering and we're, we're still like tinkering with it and, and adjusting it and stuff like that. So it will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, we may take a pause on it. Uh, I'll report back more on that later, but we may take a pause on it as we uh, get back into it and, and really engineer it to be really super valuable to you. Uh, maybe take uh, a couple weeks off from that. So stay tuned for that. We'll continue doing the three pieces of actionable Intel newsletter, obviously, uh, and, and continuing to do all the things. I wanna remind everybody in case you didn't know, we've got um, a premiere happening right after this video. Here, I'm gonna drop a link in chat. Massive mistake. This is gonna premiere in five minutes. I'm gonna drop a link in chat. I, I might have to go because uh, I have to go cut down some fence posts with a Sawzall that I bought at 6 a.m. this morning at Lowe's. But I, uh, I will leave you in the capable hands of the mod team and so many others. Massive mistake, guys. There is one, I mean, there's many, many mistakes that people make, but there's one that just like bugs me, bugs the crap out of me. Um, you absolutely should do the free stuff first. Absolutely do the free stuff first. In this video, I cover what I consider to be a, a mistake that I see a lot of people make. And a lot of people tell me 
after they've made the mistake, looking back, they're like, I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, so I wanted to make this video to share that in the comments, uh, excuse me, in the show description of this video, there are at links to tons of free resources, okay? Or, or uh, reasonably priced resources like um, uh, TCM Academy, anti-siphon training, uh, that stuff. So I don't want to ruin the surprise on what the massive mistake is, uh, but it will be pretty obvious pretty quickly, like within the first 10 seconds of the video because I call it out. I suspect that this video will get um, a fair share of downvotes. Uh, most of the Simply Cyber content uh, is well received and gets a lot of upvotes, but I think a lot of people who have financial <laughs> financial incentives to not see this video um, succeed will downvote it. So catch it while it's available. Have a good one, Brandon Poole. Thanks again for the uh, squad support. All right, guys. So the shed's being delivered today. Uh, me and Mrs. Ozier knocked down a whole bunch of fence last night. My hands are all tore up. Got blisters. Her hands are all tore up. I had to buy a Sawzall. We're going to be cutting that down in a few minutes and uh, getting the shed delivered. And fingers crossed, uh, there's no issues with the shed being delivered. Uh, we're going to have the fence replaced tomorrow. And uh, hopefully by uh, this weekend, we'll be in a much better place with the, with the shed. A couple... Um, I am taking I am taking pictures, Kimberly. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for that. I'm gonna try to make like a little video uh, on it. The um, the project won't be even remotely close, though. I need to get electrical, HVAC, drywall, then finish the inside of the room. Uh, but getting it getting it brought in is uh, a big milestone. I do want to tell you, um, as far as the name goes, my son Grayson this morning suggested calling it. And I kind of like this, guys. He suggested calling it Tech Town, where cyber, wait, Tech Town, where cyber learning begins, or where your cyber journey begins. And then he said, presented by Red Bull, it'll give you wings. And then he like ran away. <laughs> so, yes, Alana, the, the, the shed will be a new studio. It's a 10 foot by 12 foot uh, built shed. Uh, it will have two sets. One set will be like this. And then another set will be a two-person sit-down uh, camera kind of further away. Think of like Cody Kinsey's security FWD um, podcast when he when he was having two people sit in there. And um, yeah, it'll be cool. Mrs. Ozier gave me a neon Simply Cyber sign for Christmas last year. That'll get hung up. It'll be pretty cool. I don't know if there'll be a christening of the shed ship. We'll see. Maybe I'll do uh, uh, an impromptu live stream from it. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. I'm going to boogie out here. I'm going to wait until the, uh, the stream starts. And then I'm going to... When I end this stream, it will push you to this video automatically. It'll redirect you. I've configured it that way. So just chill and uh enjoy guys i have to step away i can't be part of the premiere but please uh check it out i hope you get value from it share it with your network if you do uh haircut fish thanks for picking up the simply cyber community challenge baton and i wish you all the very best guys until tomorrow at 10 a.m eastern time stay secure and thank you for all you do